1: Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new podcast experience, and we're already experiencing the fun technical difficulties that come with that. Um, this is Laces Out, I'm Jarrett Bailey, Kurt Homasser, you've probably heard us before on uh, the NFL Unwrap show, um, we're kind of expanding our horizons a little bit, doing it together, um, so welcome to the first edition of Laces Out on Primetime, so, Kurt, glad to be doing this with you, buddy, I know that you've had a fun day, um, fun 24 hours with your Bills making a little bit of a splash last night.
0: Just a little bit, a little bit of a splash, Defon <laughs> Diggs is wearing a new Buffalo Bills jersey and it is the most beautiful sight that I'm going to see, but I am on Cloud 9, having fun. Uh, it, it has not technically been the start of the new NFL season, but we are very close, and it's been a lot of fun so far, so my Bills are doing doing great things. Your Pittsburgh Steelers are not doing oh so much, but uh, free agency has not started yet, so I'm glad that I can be on this journey with you, my friend. We're going to have a lot of fun this season on our new independent podcast laces out from primetime sports so we got a lot of good stuff
1: coming yeah so the only thing that pittsburgh's really done so far um in terms of signing anybody they franchised bud dupree yesterday which i was pretty happy about though he's taking up 15 million dollars this year so if they want to make any more um somewhat big name signings whether it be a tight end like an eric ebron whether they want to bring in another running back like Devontae freeman who just got cut yesterday um, or defensive tackle since Javon Hargrave signed with Philadelphia yesterday. So, I mean, they've got a few holes that need plugged, um, but that would take a lot of restructuring. I think they would have to restructure Ben's deal, which he's done before, and I think he'd be more than willing to do. He's, a, I think, a $33.5 million hit this year. So, I think that working reworking that shouldn't be too much of a problem to take it down to maybe like 28, 29. Um, but, yeah, I think the Steelers need to do something – Just offensively. I mean, defensively, the only hole I really see is that defensive tackle right now. Um, I think that if they try to go after a Mike Daniels, who was with the Lions last year, only played in nine games, they can get him for somewhat cheap because of that former Pro Bowl guy. So we'll see what they do there. But around the league, we've seen a lot of big moves, not just signings, but trades, because uh, Nuke Hopkins, uh, DeAndre Hopkins heading to the Cardinals and what is... I don't know how to describe it's it. It's blowing
0: my mind. Yeah, it, it, I, I am at a loss for words when I saw that trade because it, every way, every which way that I try to go about this and figure out why Houston would want to do this, I can't understand it. I don't get it. Why would you trade for a, a old, not I mean not old but washed up David Johnson, who used to be one of the best, if not the best, running backs in the league? Don't get me wrong, there. He still could produce but he's not going to be the David Johnson of old. And you don't even get a first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. You get a second-round pick in return for DeAndre Hopkins along with a fourth-rounder. I can't see why this is going down. Uh, Bill O'Brien should, should be the head coach, but he should not be the GM. Houston needs to figure it out because they have a big problem there.
1: Yeah, I saw a list of receivers who were traded, and in return, teams got a first-round pick for them. And I'm trying to find the list right now, as courtesy of NFL it's, Update. Let's, let's see. It would be Odell Beckham, newly Stephon Diggs. Uh,
0: it would be Amari Cooper. Uh, Brandon Cooks even got a first-round pick for him. So you're saying that DeAndre Hopkins, one of, the, I would argue, the best wide receiver in the NFL, does not get a first-round pick? It, it it makes
1: no sense to me. I don't think there really is too much arguing that he is the best receiver in the NFL right now. Here, I just found the list. So these are wide receivers traded away for a first-round pick. Percy Harvin, Roy Williams, Joey Galloway, Peerless Price, Keyshawn Johnson, Mm -hmm. Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks again, Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham Jr., Randy Moss have all been traded for first-round picks. DeAndre Hopkins gets traded for a second round this year and a fourth-round pick um, in 2021 along with David Johnson. A crazy, crazy situation going on in Houston. So where does this leave Deshaun Watson? Because they signed Randall Cobb uh today, but trying to replace DeAndre Hopkins with Randall Cobb is like trying to replace <laughs> I don't know, I didn't have a really good analogy going into that, but it's not it's not it's <laughs> not gonna not happen. Now, no. so if you're Deshaun Watson, what are you hoping that what what are you trying to do right now because Houston doesn't have a first round pick that they somehow didn't get for DeAndre Hopkins? So what hey, what
0: hey hey don't don't forget. They don't have a first-round pick for the next two years. They have one this year or next year. So if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm upset. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I am very upset because obviously they had the big breakdown in the playoffs this year, 24-point lead blown against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. You're close. You're missing a few pieces here and there. But DeAndre Hopkins is your best player. He is your go-to guy. Uh, Will Fuller is the number two wide receiver, who's now the number one. But Will Fuller can't seem to stay on the field. Uh, Darren Fells is a good tight end, but he's not going to be – nobody's going to be DeAndre Hopkins, man. So if I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm hurt. I'm upset. And, uh, I mean, obviously time is going to heal it, but uh, Houston's got to do something to please this man because I would be at a loss for words if I were
1: him. Well, let's look at it from Arizona's side now because they're working with Kyler Murray, who showed flashes with nothing on offense last year, a horrible offensive line. Um, but now he gets the best receiver in football. They just transitioned to Kenyon Drake, who made an immediate impact for them, uh, bringing him over from Miami. Along with Andy Isabella, who showed flashes last year, he's going to be a solid number three, and Christian Kirk at uh, their number two. Defensively, they still have some holes that they need plugged, and I think they're going to do that in the draft, which we'll get to here in a little bit. But if you're the Cardinals, I think all signs point up, especially with Cliff Kingsbury running that offense.
0: Yeah, I I think the big big part of that is Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, I think he is a brilliant offensive line and coach. And working with Kyler Murray, he's got his quarterback now. He's got a great run game with uh, Kenyon Drake. And don't forget Chase Edmonds, too. He's in there, too. Um, I mean, you got Larry Fitzgerald, the, the coach up Christian Kirk and DeAndre Hopkins now. So they're building in the right direction. really need to build up that offensive line because Kyler Murray was running for his life last year. Um, And Chandler Jones had an outstanding year last year, Mm -hmm. so Chandler Jones, Patrick Peterson's getting a little on the older side, but build up that defense in the draft and even the rest of free agency here, and Cardinals can even make some noise next year.
1: So, I know that you're a big Buffalo Bills fan. Another team in the AFC East made a lot of splashes yesterday and continues to make them today. That would be the Miami Dolphins. They signed Byron Jones, the most sought-after free agent cornerback on the market, to a $17 million per year deal, lining him up next to Xavier Howard. Not to mention, that they also brought in Kyle Van Noy uh, as an edge rusher. I mean, the Dolphins are making a lot of moves. They have been very active. What is your reaction to another AFC East team uh, getting a lot of the the, the big names uh, early on? You
0: know, this this isn't quite. This isn't my bias coming out, I promise you, it's not. But I'm not loving what Miami's doing. Uh, I'm not loving that they're, that they're throwing around big money at a couple guys. I mean, you have four guys that, that you're paying almost fifty million dollars a year in cap salary. Four guys on the team with Byron Jones, Shaq Lawson, Kyle Van Noy, and Eric Flowers. And Kyle Van Noy is a good, good piece for that for that defense um I think that he's gonna really be kind of the captain of that defense the the quarterback of that defense you could say uh Shaq Lawson I know well in Buffalo and he had a great year last year um but before that I saw three years of not so much uh not so much production coming off of being a a first round draft pick and they threw a lot of money at Eric Flowers and he's been a good guard throughout his years but I don't know if he's worth that price tag. And Byron Jones is just, they got a lot of money tied up in the cornerback position now with uh, Xavier Howard, too. So, I'm not loving it, but what they do have to do to change my mind is they need to kill it this draft. They have a lot of draft picks, and they have a big chance to take a big leap for this team. So, if they can kill it in this draft, if they can hit, get at least five or six Pretty solid, very good starters. Uh, I think they would be in a very good position for this next season.
1: Miami's draft picks this year, 5, 18, 26, 39, and 56. So they've got five picks in the top 60, which we can expect they're going to be making – even more moves, but yeah, you mentioned the contracts. Byron Jones, five years, eighty-two and a half million. Kyle Van Noy, four years, fifty-one million. Shaq Lawson, three years, thirty million. The same deal for Eric Flowers, three years, thirty million. Emmanuel Ogba, two years, fifteen million. Eric Flowers was one that surprised me because a couple years ago, Giants fans were begging to get rid of the first-round pick until they finally did. He turns his career around in Washington, has a solid year, and then uh, gets gets paid by Miami. So we'll see if he can continue that. Um heading over to the Dolphins. Um, Byron Jones, I feel like he was very overpaid because this was a very weak cornerback class. Um, in terms of the draft though, I mean, there's a few solid ones that'll be first round talents. And then as it goes down, it's kind of get kind of gets a little bit weaker. Um, so I think that had a lot to do with him getting the money that he got per year, but we'll see what Miami does um, in the draft, which we will discuss here in a little bit. But even more moves. We haven't really talked about too much. Uh, Cam Newton, uh, given permission to seek a trade, he comments on the Instagram post saying that he, did, he didn't want permission to seek a trade. He was forced into this. Um, so, I mean, we look at the teams that need a quarterback. The Panthers uh, reportedly from Diana Rossini coming to a deal with Teddy Bridgewater, three years, $60 million. So $20 million a year for Teddy Bridgewater. That's kind of a and steal. I, I, I like that deal. I like yeah. that deal
0: a lot in long term. It's three years. Uh, not too sure if there's any opt-out clauses. I'm sure there probably is in there somewhere, mm-hmm. but they got a new regime going there in Carolina, and I was actually a little surprised that they went after a quarterback. I really thought that they were going to start tanking for Trevor, Trevor for next year, uh, Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, but who knows? I mean, they're, they're still not going to be a strong team. Teddy Bridgewater is a good quarterback, but um, I, I like that deal for Carolina. I'm just glad that Teddy Bridgewater is not heading to New England because there's going to be a new quarterback under center for the Patriots, my
1: friend. Yeah, I mean, what do we think they're going to do in terms of who they try to get with Brady out? Um, Have we even talked about Tom Brady yet? I I, I don't think so. I don't think we have. So let's talk about Tom Brady because that's the biggest news of the day. Tom Brady announcing via Instagram that he will not be returning to New England. So the two biggest contenders in terms of landing Brady have been the Buccaneers and the Chargers. Um, I think that I think Tampa Bay probably makes a lot of sense here. I think I get why people want, think the chargers, I think the chargers make more sense, but people are underestimating Tampa Bay, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, OJ Howard. Um, they sum up their offensive line a little bit. They just brought back Shaq Baird on the franchise tag. A lot of things would have to be reworked in terms of cap because they don't have too much of it right now. Um, but I think that, you know, everybody's talking about the chargers. Why not Tampa Bay in terms of the weapons he'd have on offense. Um, their defense was much improved last year under Todd Bowles, so I I think that the Buccaneers would be a great fit with Bruce Arians there, who's worked with several great quarterbacks: Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, Carson Palmer. So I think that heading over to Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians would be a great fit for Tom Brady.
0: I think it's I think it is coming down to Tampa Bay and the Chargers for him. Um, I I personally. I think that he should go to the Chargers if he wants to win another Super Bowl. If he wants to compete with the legacy of Peyton Manning uh, and win another Super Bowl with a different team, I think his best shot is with the Chargers. I don't think you plug in Tom Brady and Tampa Bay becomes a Super Bowl contender. I think that's possible with the Chargers. They were just an 11-5 team a couple of years ago, and Philip Rivers' play kind of went down a little bit, but they have weapons. they got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Travis Benjamin, Austin Eckler, uh, Melvin Gordon will be leaving, but Hunter Henry's there too. And that defense, they got some good players there with Joey Bosa, uh, Casey Hayward, Derwin James. So I think the Chargers really are just missing a quarterback and a few more pieces. I think bring in Tom Brady for two years, uh, see what he can do. He
1: will be what? Is he going to be 43 in August or 44? 43. 43 in August. So I. I can't imagine he has more than two
0: years left if he wants to play. Um, So build up that offensive line. They were ranked 29th in the NFL last year for offensive line. So give him some protection. Give him some weapons, which he hasn't had too much in uh, New England in the past few years here. So I think Chargers are his best option for him. Uh, I think Anthony Lynn really would love to bring him in. And uh, they could be a contender there. And Tom could go up against uh, Patrick Mahomes, which seems to be his enemy the past few years for – A couple years to come here, which would be fun to watch.
1: Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady twice a year would be fun. I'm still holding... I still think that those two are the the top contenders in terms of landing Brady. But like I told you before, I'm still holding out that the Raiders are going to come in out of nowhere and... Uh, sign Brady. They, they just
0: signed Marcus Mariota, though. I don't know. I think John Gruden likes Marcus. The, the underdog story of him coming back,
1: baby. Well, here's the thing. Whoever that they do have, I think that Mariota is going to be the backup. I don't know if John Gruden is going to go with him as a starter, or they're going to draft somebody and have Mariota be the starter for now until they transition into um, um, whoever they draft or whoever, if they do sign Tom Brady. So I think that Mariota is definitely not the long-term answer. I think he is a bridge for whoever um, – Comes in next. I'm still holding out on it though. I, I think that if you have the option of Marcus Mariota or Tom Brady, you choose Tom Brady. Now I don't know. I don't know all the. What what was the the deal for Mariota? How much is he making a year? Do we know? I don't think that I don't think that has been released yet because technically free agency does not start until tomorrow. Correct.
0: Wednesday yeah. At four o'clock. So actually, none of these deals are are confirmed. None of these deals are done. None of these trades are actually happening until tomorrow at four. But uh, a lot of these guys are agreeing to them, so we'll find out probably around four o'clock tomorrow what that deal consists of.
1: And again, Teddy Bridgewater to the Panthers, three years, sixty million, reported by Chris Mortensen and Diana Rossini. So, a lot of quarterbacks on the move. And now we talked about Cam Newton. Where do you, where do we see him ending up? Because right now, for me, I think that the Bears would be the best option um, for him. Uh, that we thought they were going to land Teddy Bridgewater, and then out of nowhere he heads over to Carolina. I think that the Bears and Cam Newton, I've said this since week two of the regular season, Cam Newton to the Bears makes all the sense in the world, and I don't see why they don't do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think, I think the Bears really want to bring in another quarterback.
0: I think that Cam would be a good option for them because we don't really know technically what he's going to bring because he's still dealing with that foot injury. So uh, bring him in, possibly put him up against Trubisky, push Trubisky a little more, and if not, then maybe give Cam the option there. But I, I see now that now that Brady's leaving, leaving, I see a lot of people saying Brady to New England. I just don't see that scheme fitting. I don't see Cam Newton really fitting into that offense that, the, that New England likes to run. But I guess crazier things have happened. I, I would assume that Cam Newton really wouldn't cost a whole lot to trade for. I think Carolina's trying to get him off the books. And uh, move on with Teddy Bridgewater here.
1: I think that Derek Carr to New England will make a lot of sense. I think that he is more of a West Coast-style quarterback, short, dip, and dunk. Um, I think that's what the Patriots have really run for the past two decades. Just, you know, quick, get the ball out of your hands. You know, eight yards turn into 12 each play because it's just a quick release and then yards after catch offense. So I think that Derek Carr is the perfect quarterback for that because he's very much criticized for the, the amount of times he goes to the check down but now in this offense I feel like that would be where he would thrive so I think that um if um the Raiders do draft a quarterback they've got Mariota there to be a bridge they can trade Derek Carr for some draft capital and uh I think both parties would win there if he were to go to New England and don't about the red rifle Andy Dalton.
0: The Cincinnati Bengals do hold the number one overall pick this year. Uh, Probably I mean I would assume they're going to take Joe Burrow but they're looking to trade Andy Dalton. They said they want to help him out because he's done a lot for them so they said that they want to help him out, put him in a good spot so why not send him to New England work with one of the best coaches of all time. I think you could probably get him for pretty cheap too so My prediction is that uh, New England is going to have Andy Dalton as their quarterback next year.
1: I think that that would be a solid move for both parties involved. I think that Dalton and Carr are kind of similar in the way that they play. So I I think that either way, that would be something that New England could benefit from. As of right now, though, Jared Stidham's the starting quarterback on their roster. He is QB1, and though he has a great first name, I've seen him play once against the Jets, and he threw an interception. Um, I don't know how we feel about Jared Stidham, but what are the, what are the odds that he takes the first snap this year for the Patriots? How crazy would that be? I, I don't know if it's crazy, honestly. I think that
0: maybe, uh, Bill Belichick kind of likes, uh, the low key name under, underdog story and maybe run with him for a little bit and see how he goes. I don't think that it would go very well, but, uh, we never know. I, I think that Belichick's days are numbered as well. Um. I think that now that Tom is gone, maybe New England's looking at a rebuild, which we have not seen pretty much ever. So I think that maybe uh, Belichick might be out of here pretty soon. I don't think that he's going to want to stick around for a rebuild. So Jared Stidham might be the answer, but he most definitely probably is
1: not. Okay, conspiracy theory. Are you ready? (laughs) What? All right. Uh, Belichick wanted all of this to happen. He wanted Tom Brady to leave. He wanted Kyle Van Noy to leave. He wants all his good players gone because he wants Trevor Lawrence, and New England is—he's uh-huh. ready. He's ready to get rid of everybody. Uh, that's why he started doing it kind of a year in advance. Oh, you don't want me to have Jimmy Garoppolo? I'll pretend like I don't want Jimmy Garoppolo. Wink, wink. Um, he was—he was ready for this—this this little progression um, I, away from I, Tom Brady. I, I think I think New England is going to have to do a lot more if they
0: want to get. Trevor Lawrence if they want to tank that much but crazier things have happened but I just don't see Bill Belichick wanting to go through a rebuild, wanting to tear it down and try to build it back up so I think he kind of wants to get out of there with the legacy that he has and uh, I, I think his Super Bowl rings may be uh, capped off at where he
1: is right now. I just realized I could, he couldn't have known that about Jimmy Garoppolo then because I don't think Trevor Lawrence was in college yet but my point <laughs> my point is is that this past year oh let's let's trade our receivers let's have no names uh for time to throw to let's not have any good run game um i think that i think he's kind of ready to get trevor lawrence i think that that could be a fun conspiracy theory to uncover do i think it's necessarily true maybe not but like it's still fun to play with a little bit
0: all right well we'll we'll mark that down and come back to it
1: next year Hey, I'm just saying uh, I was somewhat right about both Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers not being on their teams, and you called me crazy about it in November, so I'd like well, to point yeah, that out. But you, you also said that Phillip Rivers is going to New England, and it
0: looks like he will be the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts this coming year. He's being, he's being, uh, re, uh, he's being reunited with Frank right there. So I kind of like that signing for the Colts if it's uh, official come Wednesday.
1: Yeah, so I just wrote the piece up for it uh, for prime time, um, having uh, Colts the Colts and the Fil- and Phillip Rivers finalizing a deal. Um, I don't think we know the details for that one quite yet either. We'll find out more about that tomorrow um, in terms of for how long and for how much. Yep. Um, but yeah, this makes all the sense in the world. This is something that um, this is kind of the easier one to kind of pencil in because of all the connections from the Chargers. Um, The defense is very good. The offensive line is very good. I think they just need another weapon to complement T.Y. Hilton. Um, I thought they were going to try to do that with the 13th overall pick, but they kept making moves yesterday with San Francisco trading for DeForest Buckner, giving them the 13th overall pick um, in the draft. So the Colts are making moves. I think that people forget how good DeForest Buckner is because of how... Uh, how many mouths were needed to be fed on that front seven for San Francisco last year? Which is kind of, oh, just I why I think they decided to move on from Buckner because Eric Armstead emerges, you know, being a very good player. Nick Bosa came in and made an immediate impact. So I think that all the cards were just kind of stacked against DeForest Buckner. Still had a solid year, seven and a half sacks, but down from 2018 when he had 12 sacks. So while he still made somewhat of an impact, I think he and the 49ers knew that he could be impactful somewhere else. They could get a solid load and return for him. This makes all the sense of the world for both teams I
0: agree Uh, I think that honestly there has not been too many moves this this offseason so far where besides the DeAndre Hopkins where I was just kind of shocked at what they're doing Uh, I think DeAndre Hopkins trade was the only one that did that for me so way to go NFL you're you're doing you're doing well so far this offseason having a lot of fun with it
1: so we I know that we kind of mentioned it at the top of the show about Stephon Diggs being traded to Buffalo uh, I'm gonna let you have your fun right now and just go off oh, about how please, happy you are. Please, please, I love this trade so much. Um, when the
0: news broke, I was ecstatic. I, I, I didn't know what to do with myself because <laughs> last year, pretty much around the same time, uh, the Bills seemed to have in place a trade for Antonio Brown, and I was very excited back then. Back then as well, but obviously things uh, didn't play out as well, so. This time it worked. Stephon Diggs is a bill, and this this kind of really was rumored since last year, trade deadline. Uh, everybody kind of speculated that maybe Stephon Diggs wanted out, and he, in fact, seemed that he did. So he's coming to Buffalo, and I love it. We did give up our first-round pick, but why not? Because, yes, this, this draft is loaded with wide receiver talent, But you can still get wide receiver that is going to produce in the second, third, fourth, even the fifth round. And if you're going to trade the number 22 overall pick, or if you're going to stay at the number 22 overall pick and take a wide receiver, you're going to get the fourth or fifth best guy there. So why not trade for a proven number one star talent in Stephon Diggs, get your guy for Josh Allen, get more talent around him, and see where it can go. Because now you have Stephon Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley, and Devin Singletary in the backfield there so that's a lot of talent to surround Josh Allen which I think he really needs um, I love Josh Allen but I know that he's got his flaws and I know that he needs to be surrounded by talent to succeed and that's exactly what they did they brought in Stephon Diggs and that's what he needed so I couldn't be happier with this trade uh, those later round picks that they traded for him who cares uh, I love what our, our GM Brandon Bean does with late round picks what he's done throughout his career but It's Stefan Diggs, and you got your guys. So just run with it and uh, make some more moves in free agency here and uh, go kill it on the draft because the Bills are winning the AFC East next season.
1: I mean, you said it as best as anyone could. Look, they were going to take a receiver with their first overall pick anyway. Why not trade it and a fifth and a sixth, I think it was, to get Stephon Diggs? Look, yep, and a fourth next year. Yeah, so. there's no loser here. Uh, you give up your first-round pick who you were going to use on a receiver anyway, whether it be you know T. Higgins, whether it be Lavis uh whether it be Jalen Rieger, Denzel Mims, one of those guys, you were going to take one of them anyway and giving up a fifth and a sixth and a fourth next year I mean a bunch of mid to late round picks it's completely worth it um and I think it was good for the Vikings too because he had been making noise about wanting out for quite some time now um and now you know they can really focus on Adam Thielen as their go-to guy um Irv Smith Jr. and Kyle Rudolph at tight end. Dalvin Cook in the running game. This is by no means a big loss. I mean, obviously, Stephon Diggs is a big loss for the Vikings, but by no means are the Vikings just now a team that has no weapons on offense. They've still got a very good team. Go ahead. And
0: this frees up a lot of cap for
1: them, too. Yes, were, it does. They
0: had some cap trouble. They were probably not going to be able to sign many people uh, this offseason because they barely had any cap space. Stephon Diggs is around $12 million a year, so he's still under contract for year, four more years, I believe. So Buffalo got a great deal there. Minnesota's got a chance to go out and get some new, fresh, young blood in that team. So I do think it's a win-win for both teams.
1: As do I. I don't think we've really missed anything yet. Uh, if we check the news uh, that is updating, the Steelers have placed Ryan Shazier on their reserve retired list, so he will not be playing again this year. I know that he's been hoping to play since that horrible injury that Um, left him immobile on the field uh, against Cincinnati a few years ago. He will not be playing again this year. So um, I don't know if he should really keep trying to pursue it. That's just me. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, invoke anything. But the way that um, it seems to be going, it seems that his playing career is over. Um, Obviously, the Steelers being very gracious and still giving him, you know, the salary that he was set to make. Um, But placing him on the reserve retired list, he will not be playing in 2020. And I, I
0: think, I mean, all props to this guy. It's a miracle that he's walking, that he's healthy, and I love that. I love to see it. Um, I, I think they kind of keep him on the roster, just kind of keep that hope alive, let him know that, hey, we're here for you, we got you, we're still your family, we're going to be with you throughout it. So uh, good for the Steelers. They're, they're really handling this well. And, I mean, prayers for him that he can continue to grow through this and uh, get better throughout the rest of his life, because he, he's he's done a lot of good things for himself, and I, I'm, I'm proud of him, even though I don't know him, but still, uh, <laughs> good for Ryan Chazier.
1: And in other news, the Raiders are finalizing a deal with linebacker Corey Littleton, uh, so that'll be much-needed uh, linebacker help for them, um, especially for a team whose defense has been very much their Achilles heel the past couple years. Yeah, uh, good, good deal for them.
0: I like Littleton. I thought that maybe Green Bay would look at him, uh, but they did get Christian Kirksey, so... Uh, Another linebacker off the board, Uh, A.J. Klein did sign with the Bills as well, so that's another linebacker off the board. So, a lot of names flying off the shelf already. So, free agency uh, was fun yesterday, and there's still some big names out there, so it will be fun to follow, but... Jared, I think it is time to finally talk about the draft because I know you've been itching for it. I've been itching for it because who doesn't love draft talk, my
1: friend? Yeah, I've been very much just enjoying this whole past you know, few months breaking down draft stuff, making mock drafts. I've, I think I've made a solid six or seven already on the Draft mm-hmm. Network, so it's been fun. And now we're going to reveal our latest ones following free agency uh, to everybody. So, Kurt, we can start off. I think that both of us are going to have the same first two picks. We don't really need to dive too far into those ones, Cincinnati Uh, and Washington. So we both have them, the Bengals taking Joe Burrow, the Redskins taking Chase Young. There's not too much to really talk about there. Those two have been kind of penciled in since uh, the college football season ended. But number three, Kurt, who do you have Detroit selecting at number three? Well,
0: I had Detroit selecting someone, and then after everything going on in free agency here, I have the Miami Dolphins trading up from the fifth pick to the third pick. They really want their guy, after everything that they've done this this uh, free agency here, bringing in all their guys, they really want to secure their one guy, and that's their quarterback. They want to get Tua Tugavailoa from Alabama. They might be a little worried about his health, but if his health clears out, which it looks like it is, This guy's going to be a star. If he can stay healthy, Miami has their quarterback for hopefully many years to come for them. So I think Miami trades up. I think they trade their fifth pick and their 18th pick. So they move up two spots here. They get their guy for sure. Uh, Tua will be the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins.
1: What do you got? Uh, I also have a trade, but it is not the Miami Dolphins trading. It is the Las Vegas Raiders trading with Uh-oh. the Detroit Lions. So they give Detroit picks number 12 and 19. They move up to three, and they take Tua um as their quarterback of the future. We know that John Gruden is a quarterback guru, and I don't think he could pass up on the opportunity to take Tua Tungavailoa. He's got two first-round picks this year. He can use his capital to move up to get him. Uh, Marcus Mariota is not the Raiders' quarterback of the future. I don't think he's anybody's quarterback of the future. He will be a bridge and a journeyman for the rest of his career. Um, very nice to bring him in. He'll be a solid bridge guy. Tuatunga Vailoa is the future. And this is perfect for the Raiders, too. If you need Tua Vailoa to sit out a year because you're worried about his health, you can do it with Marcus Mariota. He's not taking you to the Super Bowl this year anyway. You're not going to win one with Marcus Mariota. You can worry about your future. Um, And John Gruden and Mike Mayock both aren't going anywhere. Remember that John Gruden has a 10-year deal with the Raiders, so he's still (laughs) in no hurry to get this thing completely done yet. So I think that they make a power move here. They trade up with Detroit, and the Lions get the 12th and the 19th pick in the draft. The Raiders get their guy Tua Tungabailoa at number three. And there it is. All right. Well, I guess we both agree that Tua will probably be going in the top five. Um, That is correct. On to number four here. New York Giants slotted in at the
0: fourth pick. Uh, I don't think that they're going to move. I would not be totally surprised if they do move, but uh, I think that they go Jeff Okuda, cornerback from Ohio State. Um, They did just sign uh, James Bradbury from Carolina. Yes, they did. uh, To be their their number one corner, most likely. But I think Okuda could even be better than him. I think Jeff Okuda is going to be a great star. I think he's going to be a really good cornerback in the league. Um, And I don't think that the Giants can really pass him up. They could build up one of the best defenses and kind of go from there. They got their quarterback last year. They got Saquon still a strong offensive line. So I think Giants go Kuda here and build up that defense.
1: Uh, I agree with you that Okuda is going to be a big star and the Giants will build up their defense, but it's not going to be with Jeffrey Okuda. It's going to be with Isaiah Simmons from Clemson because he is a freak of nature. Um, If you saw him at any point during the the regular season, uh, the playoff, the combine, uh, Isaiah Simmons, you can put him in the box. You can have him uh, in coverage. Uh, if you want him to be a run support safety you can do him with you can do that with him you can have him as a cover support linebacker i mean you can put him all over the field i think he's going to be a very versatile player for years to come i think he's going to be very good and the giants need that right now you mentioned james Bradbury being signed over from carolina i think that doesn't necessarily eliminate the need for another cornerback because I think they still go out and get another one but um they do have problems in the front seven and the versatility of Isaiah Simmons I don't think he makes it out of the top 5 and I think the Giants will snag him at 4.
0: Well, I would agree with you there because we'll move to my 5th pick. I have Detroit
1: trading back with uh, Miami there. I think they go with Isaiah Simmons. Well, there you I go. I uh, I think Matt Patricia's a big defensive guy. I think
0: that they he would love to have isaiah simmons on his defense because like you said he is a freak of nature so i think detroit really does well in this draft because they move back only two spots and they get another first round pick uh from miami so I, i have my isaiah isaiah simmons going in uh top five as well
1: let me just say i do love that trade because it does make perfect sense for detroit to do um, so, yeah, yeah, I definitely do agree that that trade is very much uh, in play and possible. Uh, it makes both sense. It makes sense for both teams involved. So I definitely do enjoy your trade. And it's something that I'm going to be thinking about for a while now. So at number five, though, I'm going to stick with the Dolphins holding on to number five. But they very well much could move. But for right now, I have them taking quarterback Justin Herbert out of Oregon, I like Justin Herbert more than I like Tua Tonga I've kind of always have. I think I was talking to Chris Trapasso, CBS uh, draft writer, when he came on. Uh, I'm just saying a few weeks ago, and he's not too high on Herbert either. So I mean, I feel like I'm kind of in my own boat here. But I love Herbert. I think he's very athletic. I think he's a rich man's Brian Tannehill, where um, he can he's more athletic than Tannehill is. He can make plays with his feet. He's got a great arm. Uh, maybe not so. Um, not so much in terms of, you know, the Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allens of the world, but he still got a strong arm. I saw a video of him at his uh, workout where it was a standstill throw from the goal line. I think he got it to the uh, opposite. 62, yeah, right. he, he threw it far. So um, I love his arm. I love his athleticism. Miami would be very lucky to get him. Uh, let me just say, Tua and Herbert, I think are both going to be great. I think that all three of the top three guys, are going to have solid careers. I just like Justin Herbert more than Tua. So I think that Miami gets a big win here with Herbert going at five.
0: Fair enough. Let me clear this up before we continue our mock draft here. Um, I, have, I, I'm, I haven't I have made my official mock
1: draft, obviously, because we need to know where Tom Brady is going. That's and fair. So I, I kind of left it out because if the Chargers don't get Tom
0: Brady, I think they do go with Herbert at six. But for now... I'm going to just eliminate it and say that uh, possibly Brady goes to the Chargers, possibly goes to the Buccaneers. So let's just say for the sixth pick, let's say Tom Brady is on the Chargers. I think they go offensive line. I think they take Jedrick Wills. Uh, I think that they really need to build that offensive lineup because that was one of the weakest part of their whole team. Like I said earlier, 29th ranked in the NFL. So if Brady does go there, he's going to need a lot of protection. Uh, because they have a lot of offensive stars on that team, and, and to get it to work, Brady needs some time, so let's say that Brady goes to the Chargers, and I'm taking Jedrick Wills
1: Jr. I also have the Chargers taking Jedrick Wills, the offensive tackle. Um, Yeah, I mean, everything that you said, I can't say it better. They need a left tackle right now to protect Tom Brady. They just got Trey Turner over from Carolina, so I think that they know that they have a very bad offensive line problem Uh, getting Jedrick Wills. He'll start immediately, They'll clear up that that left side of the offense and um i think they'll go another offensive lineman eventually whether it be free agent another free agent signing or you know later on in the draft just to make sure that tom brady has that protection because i think that is ultimately where he goes um i think that the chargers will continue to beef up that offensive line jedrick wills makes the most sense here agreed my friend so we will move on to the seventh pick uh the carolina panthers are slotted there we said earlier that they just signed Teddy Bridgewater to a three-year deal, mm-hmm. so um, what do you have the Carolina Panthers doing at seven? They have holes all over their defense, specifically in the front seven. Um, I have them taking Derek Brown, defensive tackle, out of Auburn. Um, their defensive line is completely depleted right now. They've got no depth. They don't really have any proven skill um, at the defensive tackle position. Luke Keekley just retired as well in terms of their linebacker situation, so... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they wanted to go linebacker there either, but for right now, I think Derrick Brown is the best um, available option in that spot. Um, he can get pressure up the middle. He's a solid run stopper. If you saw any of his tape at uh, Auburn, so I think that Derrick Brown would be the best pick for Carolina at number 7. Well, look at that. We are agreeing again. I got back Derek to back. In there
0: at 7 for the Carolina Panthers, I think that he is the best defensive option for them there, so can't really say too much because you hit it all, so we will on to number eight the Arizona Cardinals after getting uh, DeAndre Hopkins in a big trade there they're slotted at number eight so I think all along before this DeAndre Hopkins trade I thought they should have went with offensive line no Mm -hmm. matter what I saw a lot of people saying that they're going to go with CeeDee Lamb even maybe Jerry Judy but now I think it's official they go offensive line Uh, so I say Makai Becton, this guy from Louisville, is an animal. This guy is huge, um, and I think he provides a lot of help for uh, Kyler Murray there on that offensive line. So I think Bechton goes, and I think we see a lot of offensive linemen go here in the top 15.
1: I have the Cardinals taking cornerback Jeffrey Okuda here out of Ohio State. I think he slips a little bit because of the aforementioned trades. They need help in the secondary as well. They were the worst pass defense in football last year. Patrick Peterson is past his prime. He's no longer a spring chicken. So they're going to need somebody to secede him in terms of uh, the number one corner whenever Patrick Peterson is no longer there. So Okuda, the best cornerback in this draft. Again, he's going to slip a little bit outside of the top five because of trades. Um, But I think that Arizona, I I think Becton going there would be very good as well because they do need help on the offensive line. Um, but when you have the worst ranked pass defense in football, you need to you need to uh, give that some attention. So Okuda goes there. All right, my friend. So uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars
0: are slotted in at number nine. There, there's a lot of a lot of controversy there. What they're going to do? They got a lot of names that are being shipped out. They got Nick Foles, who's got that huge contract that they don't really want anymore. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe was franchise tagged, and he publicly said he doesn't want to be there. So. Uh, Jacksonville's got a full-fledged rebuild here. So I think they take the smart pick here, uh, which they have a lot of options here. And I was kind of up in the air here, but I think that they're going to start with that secondary. I think they're going to build up and take Xavier McKinney, which may be a little bit of a stretch here at the number nine pick, but they lost uh, A.J. Bouye. They lost uh, Jalen Ramsey. So I think McKinney kind of is – could be that centerpiece for that defense, that secondary, and uh, they could start from there. They do have two first-round picks this year.
1: Yeah, I have them going secondary as well. I have them going cornerback, though, with C.J. Henderson from Florida. Um, he's definitely um, the second-best cornerback in this draft. Um, other people would argue Christian Fulton. I think that Henderson is a little bit better um, better in terms of man-to-man. Um, so I think that Henderson comes in. Um, like you said, they no longer have Bouye or Ramsey. Um, this whole defense, I mean, I saw the list of guys who were on the AFC Championship game team. It's, its They're practically all gone. They're no longer there. So, I mean, last year we saw them take Josh Allen, who was a very nice addition off the edge. But in terms of their secondary, they really have no solidified number one guys. So I think that they take C.J. Henderson. Um, and again, remember, they do have that number 20 pick, so we'll see what they do later on as well. Um, but yeah, I think Henderson goes at number nine to Jacksonville.
0: All right, well, I agree with that pick as well. That would be a smart pick for them. Uh, The Cleveland Browns are in there at number 10 here. They stocked up on more offensive talent, it seems like, back-to-back years here. Uh, Last year, obviously, trading for Odell Beckham. This year, they make Austin Hooper the highest-paid tight end in uh, the NFL right now. They also bring in uh, Jack Conklin to be their right tackle. So they're making some smart moves, but... I don't know. I don't know if it's enough. They still need a lot of help on offensive line. They need Baker Mayfield to be a lot better than last year. So I think they go offensive line. Uh, I think they take the next best offensive lineman that's on the board, and that would be Tristan Wurst from Iowa. Um, So I think it really helps Baker. I think it could help his confidence a lot, knowing he could trust his offensive line. So I think – any, anyone on the offensive line would be a smart pick there at number 10.
1: I also have them taking Tristan if You said it all. Um, they signed Jack Conklin, which to me is probably the biggest signing of this offseason um, in terms of impact on a team right away. I didn't understand the Hooper deal too much because they already had Najoku. unless they plan on moving him for other pieces. So we'll see what happens there. Um, or they might just use a lot of two tight end sets. But whatever they decide to do, they did get better um Jack Conklin I think like I said the best signing in terms of impact maybe this offseason so far so good for the Cleveland Browns understanding their weakness and addressing it right away um yeah having Tristan Wirfs on the other side of Conklin I think that's perfect um that pretty much almost solves all their offensive line issues they might want to go with a guard eventually at some point too but yeah getting Conklin drafting Wirfs would make their offense very very good this has to be the year for Cleveland, though. This has to be. The, we thought last year there were talks of the Super Bowl last year for the Browns, and they didn't make it to the playoffs. This has to be the year, for God's sake. I, I, feel,
0: I feel for you, Browns fans, and uh, they are looking up. They got, they got a new head coach now, new GM, so hopefully that's what they needed there. So hopefully they will not be picking the top ten anymore because I'm sure Browns fans are sick of it.
1: That they are. So that takes us to number 11, the New York Jets. We'll start speeding things up a little bit here. But the Jets at number 11, I have them taking Jerry Judy out of Alabama, um, the first receiver off the board. I think he's by far the best receiver in this class. Um, they're not going to get Robbie Anderson back. That's what all signs point to right now. Sam Darnold needs a guy that's going to be impactful right away. Um, and that would be Jerry Judy. They still need a to fix their offensive line, which I think that they will continue to do. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they went offensive line here either. Um, but the fact that Sam Donald really doesn't have anybody to throw to right now, I think that they can't pass up on Jerry Judy. There are still offensive linemen in free agency that they need to pursue. They didn't do anything uh, yesterday in terms of making deals. So we'll see what they continue to do. Maybe they make a move or two to try to fix that offensive line. Because other than that, receiver and offensive line for that offense are the only problems. I think that Sam Darnold is very much their future. I, go ahead. No, I, I agree with you there, my friend. Uh, I
0: have, I don't have Jared Judy, but I mean, honestly, you guys, you can sw- swap these guys out. I have C.D. Lamb going there at mm. 11. Uh, I just, I don't think that Adam Gase is going to pass up, you know, that he loves his uh, his offensive targets there. So, I think C.D. Lamb is a good choice there. I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if they go offensive line either. But uh, C.D. Lamb, and then I'll go right into it. Number 12,
1: I have the Vegas Raiders. I have them going wide receiver too. I have Jerry Judy at number twelve. Well, there. Did you so, look at that. Um, I got back to back wide
0: receivers there. I think you you get you get uh the Raiders their wide receiver finally. They missed out on the whole A B debacle. So Jerry Judy, I have him going to the new Las Vegas Raiders.
1: I've got Detroit at number twelve from that trade earlier. I have them taking Christian Fulton, cornerback out of L S U because one, Matt Patricia knows that he needs Um, help in the secondary. I don't think Darius Slay is going to be there this season. Throughout the offseason, he will get moved. They need a guy to come in and try to uh, fill those shoes. Christian Fulton's very good out of LSU, um, and I think that's where he'll go. Number 13, though, Kurt, that's where I have CeeDee Lamb going. I think he goes to San Francisco. The 49ers are going to use that pick from the Colts to get them a go-to wide receiver. Emmanuel Sanders is great, but he's getting up there in years. I don't think he's going to continue to be this— a Reliable go to guy forever. He's, he's a free agent. And he is also a free agent, yes. So, probably be moving on. Yeah. So, I think that I, C.D. I like Lamb that comes there. in and is going to be their immediate go to guy um, along with the uh, other young receivers that they have in that core. So, I think that would be a good pick for San Francisco. I like that
0: pick. I was thinking of going wide receiver there, but. I, I do expect San Francisco to trade out of the spot.
1: Um, okay. this mock draft, I, I, I have them picking uh, Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina, D tackle.
0: Uh, they just got rid of DeForest Buckner. But I going down the road here, I think they might trade this pick. Um, now Right now they have two first-round picks. But after that, they only have two fifths, one sixth, and two sevenths. So, okay,
1: let's discuss this draw, then because there are going to be multiple teams who are going to try to move up to make the – to get that 13th spot what about those houston texans we were crapping on earlier do maybe they try to i don't know what they would give up though uh, yeah they they would have to uh, they don't really have too much draft capital to trade up so i don't know how that would go nor do they they have 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 any player capital (laughs) right right so if somebody does
0: move into that 13th spot i think it could be a team looking for a quarterback maybe the new england patriots moving up 10 spots there
1: now that uh, so, okay, I like that. That would be interesting because yep. we still got Jordan Love on the board at that point. I think in that my, in my mock, I still have Justin Herbert there. So, we'll okay. See. I think that that's a what? great that's a great point because New England, I have them drafting Edge at 23, but if you can get one of these young quarterbacks who is, you know, projected to be incredible, if you can get a Jordan Love or a Justin Herbert over no offense Jarrett Stidham, but over Jarrett Stidham, I think that's the move that you got to make. I'm I'm incredibly intrigued to see if they do trade out of that spot. I'm incredibly intrigued to see if it's New England. Because remember, Bill Belichick did Kyle Shanahan a solid giving him Jimmy Garoppolo for a second round pick. He's good with his Mm -hmm. dad. He did him a little favor. What's to say that Bill doesn't call up Kyle and say, hey, remember that favor I did for you? Yeah, return it for me and give me 13. I, I love that idea. I think that's... I, I could very much see that happening, Kurt. That's genius.
0: I I think that's a great option. I do think that San Francisco is going to trade back. But for now, for now, I'll just say that they're
1: going to Kinlaw, defensive tackle. Uh, oh, my mind is we'll, racing. We'll, we'll let that sit.
0: We'll come back to that maybe in a couple of weeks. But uh, 14, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Uh, again, I, I, I'm playing this mock like uh, the Chargers have them when they take that pick, but then I'm making this. Tampa Bay has Tom Brady. What are they going to do? Uh, I have them taking Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle, from Georgia. They really need offensive tackle help. Uh, and Brady, if he's there, like the same thing as the Chargers. He, he's going to need protection uh, for that high-flying uh, passing offense. So I got Andrew Thomas,
1: Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I think regardless of who is their quarterback next year, they do need a little bit more protection at tackle. I do get that. I have them going Javon Kenlaw. At defensive tackle, because other than Vita Vea, they don't really have anybody there right now. And they run that 4-3, so they're going to need another tackle alongside Vita Vea, who's been very good since he came out of Washington. So I think Ken Law is who they're going to get to plug right next to him. 15, I have another receiver going to Denver. I've got Henry Ruggs, who everybody is drooling over his 40-yard dash time. But people, we got to remember, you look at the list of top 20 20, 40-yard dash runners, I think we've had one pro bowler in there. So don't fall in love with the speed. That said, Henry Ruggs could break that mold and be very good in Denver. Uh, Catching passes from Drew Locke.
0: Well, look at that. I will agree with Henry Ruggs is going to the Denver Broncos at 15. Uh, I was worried when the Bills were sitting at 22, Denver was the team that I knew was going to take the wide receiver that I wanted. So I don't have (laughs) to worry about that because we have Stephon Diggs. But I have Henry Ruggs. I think he's a perfect fit for the Denver Broncos there at 15. Uh, So we can move on to 16 here, the Atlanta Falcons. What do
1: you got? I've got them taking the guy that you took in our Madden draft, uh, A.J. Epinesa from Iowa, the pass rusher. Look, they didn't bring back Vic Beasley. Um, I believe that's who they let go of. Grady Jarrett. uh, All their pass rushers are just kind of up in the air right now. They need some help there. Epinesa, very good out of Iowa. Um, I think this is a perfect spot for him to go. Um, Wouldn't be surprised if they want secondary here either. Um, but they need a lot of help on that defensive side of the ball. But Epinesa, solid pass rusher. I think he goes 16.
0: Well, I would somewhat agree with you. I have them going edge rusher. I have them taking Kalavin Chasen uh, from LSU. I think that kind of the same thing you were saying. Vic Beasley is gone. They need a lot of help getting to the quarterback. So uh, I think Epinesa and Chasen are kind of not interchangeable, but they're they're close players. They're, real, they're both going to be really good. So uh, I, we both got – Atlanta going edge rusher there. What do you got for Dallas at
1: 17? 17, I've got Dallas taking cornerback Trayvon Diggs. They just lost Byron Jones. They need all the help that they can get at corner And right now. Trayvon Diggs is the best one available. They go Diggs.
0: I have them helping out their secondary as well. Grant Delpit, LSU player, is going back-to-back for me. Uh, I think with Byron Jones gone, that secondary needs a lot of help. So uh, build it up, maybe get Chris Harris possibly as quarterback and mm. free agency here. And uh, Delpit would help for that safety position for sure. Um, so 18 Detroit Lions are in there uh, for me from Miami with that trade that I had earlier. And I have them going Epinesa. Um, I had them going Isaiah Simmons earlier. So now they're, they're really building up that defense. And uh, I think that they filled their offensive line holes in free agency. So Epinesa is a great pick for them at 18.
1: Look at you go with your trade talk and whatnot. You're making teams so good. I've got the Dolphins taking Makai Becton there. Becton there. I think that um, they, while they still have, you know, they've made a lot of moves. They still need to fix their offensive line. Um, Eric Flowers they just got, but they still need help at the tackle position. So I think that getting Becton um, will be a solid start to that um, and getting protection to whoever is taking snaps for them in the coming years. So Mackay Becton, offensive tackle, going 18. 19, uh, this is from my trade that I had Detroit uh, moving with the Raiders. So Detroit is at 19 right now. I have them going, and Chasen, from LSU. Again, they need help on their on the defensive side of the ball. Um, offensively, they're solid. I mean, Kenny Galladay and um, their receiving core pretty good. Uh, you can make the argument for a running back, but they don't need to do that first round. There's going to be an abundance of those throughout the draft. I think that linebacker and secondary are their biggest needs right now, and they address both of them. Uh, in the first round with Chasen, and then uh, Christian Fulton at number 12 for the Lions.
0: Well, we had the same idea for the Lions with me taking up and us at 18. 18 but I have the Vegas <laughs> Raiders still slotted in at 19. Uh, I think they get some linebacker help. Uh, I think that they do take Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma. Uh, I really like Kenneth Murray. I think that he's going to be a really good linebacker in the league. Uh, he's obviously, he's, he's talking a big game. He's saying he's going to be the best player in this draft. So I don't know about that. But uh, Kenneth Murray is a smart pick there at nine, 19 for the Vegas Raiders,
1: I think. Very good. Uh, we'll go on to number 20. I've got the Jaguars taking Xavier McKinney at number 20. Um, so I know that you had them reaching for him a little bit earlier. I've got them safely taking him at number 20, uh, kind of revamping their secondary with all the guys that they've lost over the past year. Yeah, I think they go defenses as well, but I think they
0: go Yeter Gross-Matos from Penn State uh, with Calais Campbell leaving, with Yannick Ngakwe kind of up in the air. They need some pressure on the quarterback uh, at the edge position. So Gross-Matos going 22 the Jaguars, and then we will move on to 21 with the Philadelphia Eagles. What do you got?
1: I've got them taking wide receiver Lavis Kachennel from Colorado. Um, there's going to be a lot of receivers going within the first few rounds and he is no exception. Very fast, very good with his hands, um, bigger for a receiver. So I think that he's going to win a lot of those battles uh, against DBs. The Eagles desperately need a wide receiver. Uh, we saw what it was like for them last year with all the injuries. Shanelt's a very good receiver, uh, first round talent. They'll take him at 21. How about you, Kurt? I am agreeing with you there. There I think, we go. Uh, Chanel will go at twenty-one, but the only thing I'm worried about is his injury history. He's got a lot of injury scares, so
0: uh, Philadelphia has to be for sure if they want him, or they got to be for sure on that medical side. So uh, I think they go wide receiver in the first round, and I think they, I think we go back-to-back wide receivers. Minnesota is slotted in there uh, where Buffalo was at twenty-two, but I think Minnesota doesn't try to replace the Diggs, but I think they bring in a guy. That can really help their offense. Uh, they pass up on T. Higgins, and I think they go Justin Jefferson from LSU. Uh, he doesn't have to be really the guy on that offense. They got uh, Adam Thielen there, so uh, Justin Jefferson can kind of work into it, but he's a big-body receiver, and I think he could really help out Kirk
1: Cousins there. I have them going cornerback with Jeff Gladney, but I was thinking about that exact same thing um, during uh, before we started recording just because of the fact that Stefan Diggs is no longer there, so I could definitely see them going receiver here. Um, but I do think that they have holes, um, at that cornerback position. So I will have them taking Jeff Gladney out of TCU, but that is very much subject to change just because of the recent trading of Stefan Diggs. Um, so I could definitely see them going Jefferson. I could see them going T Higgins. Um, I could see them going even Denzel Mims or Jalen Rieger. So there's a lot of guys that they could be taking. Um, but I'm going to have just for now, I'll stick with, uh, Jeff Gladney, cornerback out of TCU going there. And Kurt, honestly, mate, we could just run through the rest of these real quick. Um, because there is a lot that we still need to discuss. And especially after you said something about the Patriots trading up for Jordan Love, there is something that we very much need to touch on real quick. So, um, Uh, let's see at at 23. Yeah, go for it. At 23, like I said, my mock wasn't fully
0: done. I got to see what Brady's doing. So. Without any trades, I got Justin Herbert slipping
1: all the way to 23. Oh, wow. I don't think that's going to happen. Don't think that's going to happen. But let's just say it does for fun.
0: New England gets their guy in Justin Herbert. Uh, 24, the Saints go Jalen Rieger. Get that speedster across from Michael Thomas. 25, Minnesota Vikings go Christian Fulton, cornerback from LSU. Miami finally gets that offensive line help with Josh Jones from Houston. Seattle build up that legion of boom. Get it back, baby. CJ Henderson kind of drops a little bit, but goes to Seattle here. Baltimore Ravens get Patrick Queen. Uh, They really missed out on C.J. Mosley last year, so they get their linebacker help this year. Tennessee, Ross Blacklock, kind of a not big name here in this draft, but defensive tackle from TCU I think could really help the Titans. Uh, Green Bay is at 30 there. I have them going T. Higgins. Really need help for Aaron Rodgers there. Uh, Take a risk. I'm not too big on T. Higgins, but we will see. And then the last two picks, San Francisco goes Trayvon Diggs, cornerback. Kansas City goes A.J. Terrell, cornerback. So finishing out back-to-back cornerbacks
1: there. All right. So for me, I've got the Patriots taking Itor Gross Matos, but we're going to talk about what is going to happen in these final 12 picks after I'm done because there's so much that could happen, and I'm really excited to talk about it. But, yeah, as of right now, I have them going Etor Gross Matos out of Penn State. The Saints, I have going Cesar Ruiz, center from Michigan. They need help on that interior offensive line. Um Minnesota at number five is back. I think they go offensive line help here as well because they need help on the outside. I have Andrew Thomas, tackle from Georgia, going to the Vikings. Uh, Miami, I've got taking running back DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. I think that they're going to try to, uh, if you look at their running back situation last year, they let go of Kenyon Drake to Arizona. They really had no solid option um, in the backfield. So whoever uh, is going to be taking snaps for them, they're going to need to be able to have a reliable option to give the ball to. And I think that Swift is very much that. Uh, So he'll go to the Dolphins 26. Seattle, I have them taking an edge rusher, Julian Acquara from Notre Dame. Uh, Baltimore, Patrick Queen from LSU at linebacker. Uh, The Titans getting Kenneth Murray, uh, an edge rusher from Oklahoma. Jalen Rieger and Denzel Mims go back-to-back to to Green Bay and San Francisco, both getting help. Um, But that 31 is subject to change as well because, like I said, this is before – I had Denzel Mims going 31 uh, to the 49ers, but they already take CeeDee Lamb at number 13. Um, So we'll see what I'm going to change that one up. And then Kansas City takes Jonathan Taylor to help in their backfield. But like I said, I do want to talk about what you mentioned earlier, the possibility of the 49ers and Patriots maybe swapping picks or something because now my head's racing on where these certain quarterbacks are going to go because I didn't say Jordan Love's name in the first round, and he is very much expected to go in the first round. I think he's going to go first round, and I think that he might end up going to the Patriots, um, especially after all of this because, like you said, the 49ers have very little draft capital this year. They've got the two first, but after that, when do they pick again? 49ers have the two first, and then let me see real
0: quick. They have uh, two fifth-rounders, so they go first and then fifth round. One sixth-rounder and two seventh-rounders.
1: So they've got basically nothing from rounds two till early in the fifth or late in the fifth. Right. So, yeah, they I need... I don't know what number
0: exactly,
1: but... Yeah. So they're going to need some help there. I think that this makes perfect sense. I think maybe they just got um, this 13th overall pick to kind of play with and see um, what to do. Now, they could also trade 31 to a team who's going to get quarterback, and I think it could very well be the Patriots still. Um And don't forget the New England Patriots, although they don't have a second-round pick, which they traded for Mohamed Sanu, which Mm was a dumb move, they have three third-round picks.
0: So uh, that could be kind of in play here for San Francisco if they're looking to
1: trade back. I think that if the Patriots called the 49ers, um, let's say that they take C.D. Lamb with 13. Excuse me. I think that if the Patriots call, if Bill Belichick calls Kyle Shanahan, Asking for thirty-one, and says I will give you two third rounders, and maybe a second rounder next year, a third rounder next year. So three, three third round picks for thirty-one. A team with no draft capital. Uh, it's going to be hard to pass up if you already had a first round pick. Agreed, and I mean San Francisco.
0: I think they really need to build up their draft capital. <coughs> uh, they can still sit. They can still sit there at thirty-one, take their pick at thirty-one, and uh, just move on from thirteen, and build up for maybe extra two picks in the third round here and see where it goes for them. But they're going to need some help because although their defense is very good, they're going to need a little extra help maybe on offense there and uh, some extra depth players for that defensive front there, I
1: think. I think that 13 is more realistic for them to trade out of because they can get more in return for it. So, But, yeah, I can very much see um, them swapping with New England at 23 And then maybe getting an additional, if they can get another first round pick. So let's say that the Patriots give them 23 and then a third. I think right there's a fair deal. I think if if I get a call from Bill Belichick, I'm Kyle Shanahan. He says, I'll give you 23 and a third for 13. I'll take that and run because I don't necessarily need 13 because, you know, I was just in the Super Bowl last year. If I can get 23 and 31 in the first round after that, I'm definitely okay with that. If I get a third round pick. Patriots also have four sixth-round picks. Good God! Not that God. picks are super, super valuable, but
0: still, four, four sixth-round picks. I mean, you can probably ship out a couple of
1: those. And that seems a bit—yeah, so if, even if he says, I'll give you a, my one, a three, and a six for 13, that is a beautiful deal for the 49ers. Now, let's pull up the remaining free agents because I do want to get back to this because there's a lot of good ones still left. Um, I just saw a tweet from NFL Update. There has not been a single unrestricted free agent running back signed yet.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, I haven't <coughs> seen too many names. Uh, but, I mean, Derrick Henry got franchise tags, so Yeah. he will not be hitting the open market. Um, Melvin Gordon's out there. The guy that I really want the Bills to look at is Jordan Howard. Uh, he's leaving the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he'd be really good to fit behind Devin Singletary there, and uh, I think he'd be a good kind of plug-and-play player that could really produce for this
1: team. And if anybody's hearing me coughing and is horrified that I have coronavirus, don't worry. This is just the most that I've talked in terms of a podcast in a while. But this is a very busy day for the both of us. Um As it is. So let's run through uh, the notable free agents still available. Obviously, Tom Brady, we'll see where he goes. Jadevian Clowney's still available. Chris Harris, Melvin Gordon, Dante Fowler, Logan Ryan. So, I mean, we could just stop there. If we Melvin Gordon, where can we see him ending up? I mean, I, I there are rumors that he's going to look at Miami, and I think Miami would be a good spot. I for think him. that would be a perfect uh, spot for him. But
0: I don't think that Miami should stop there. I think they should still take a, a running back in this draft. Uh, there's a lot of good running backs in this draft that I feel like are being overshadowed by the wide receivers. Yeah, so I think Melvin Gordon with the Miami Dolphins would be a good fit. You get their corner quarter, uh, quarterback, whether that be Herbert or uh, Tua. <laughs> Get their, cor- get their uh, offense going a little bit, and they can make some noise, I think, maybe next year.
1: So if you're the Dolphins, there's a very good possibility that either at quarterback you have these three, you either have Tom Brady, Tua tunga or Justin Herbert at quarterback, handing off to Melvin Gordon and either a guy like Cam Akers or a J.K. Dobbins, fingers crossed they don't take J.K. Dobbins because I want him to be a stealer, um, or one of these other really good running backs in the draft. Um What do they do in terms of, you know, receiver? Obviously, Devontae Parker's still there, but do you see them maybe trying to get another guy to throw to? Um, Because other than Devontae Parker, I'm not seeing too much at the receiver position.
0: I think you definitely, if you're the Miami Dolphins, you (coughs) have to go with a wide receiver in this draft. Uh, Historically, this is one of the best wide receiver drafts ever. So why not take a guy? They
1: have, what, what did you say, five picks in the top 60 or something like that? Yeah, so take
0: a take a wide receiver, whether that be your last pick in the second round or your last pick in the third round, whatever it be. You can find a good wide receiver in the third or fourth round in this draft. I really think that there's a lot of depth and a lot of good players. So maybe bring in another free agent. I don't know. I don't think that they're going to spend big money anymore. I think they're kind of done spending the big money and the big contracts. But bring in a low-key uh, low name. That could still produce, and then go out and draft the guy because you got De- Devonte Parker there, and uh, I think that Miami offense could could really be uh, having a big off
1: season. Here. I mean, why not a guy that we've already talked about, Emmanuel Sanders, who's a free agent? Why not bring him in on a you know a one or two right. year deal, and then draft somebody to have behind him as the third? I think that would be perfect. Miami is going to be very good this year, Kurt. I wouldn't count, you know, I wouldn't just write in the Bills as being AFC East champions just yet. Uh, I don't know if, if Miami's ready to take the step for the. Division
0: champs. I think that they're going to be good, but think about all the young talent that they're going to be bringing in. They're not going to. I don't. I don't see them just lighting up the league right away. I think it's going to take another in two years. I think they could easily if they do everything right. I think they could easily be in talks with the division. But I think we got to pump the brakes a little bit there, Jared, on them
1: winning it this year. All right, bowl Prediction: I think that the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins all finish with seven plus wins. I think that the Dolphins will be at least seven and nine. Um, wow, and I think man. the Jets will be very much in contention for the division title as well. Look, you got to remember, buddy, your Bills aren't playing an easy schedule. Last year they had a oh, lot they had a lot of cream puffs on that schedule. They didn't really see, have too much just to like beat. The
0: Pittsburgh Steelers when we played
1: uh, Sunday Night Football. Yes, you beat Devlin Hodges, a man named Duck <laughs> who threw four interceptions. I'm very proud of your defense for being able to accomplish that. Anyway, Thank you. Thank look, you're not playing, you know, obviously you had the win in Dallas, but Dallas didn't turn out to be that good of a team. The Eagles, with everybody banged up, they were throwing practically to me and you at receiver. You couldn't beat the Eagles. I'm not saying that they're not going to win the division because I think it's a very good chance that they are, but Miami's going to have a lot easier of a schedule. They're going to have... You know, a lot of young talent coming in. I think Josh Allen's going to continue going forward. I think he's going to take another big step, although I made fun of him on Twitter just to to spite you. I think he's going to be very good this year, especially now with Stephon Diggs. But I like the Jets a lot. I think that they help their offensive line. I think they get some more targets. They just waived Tremaine Johnson, which was a horrible contract uh, in hindsight, so we'll see what they do in the secondary. But that AFC East, mate, I think it's going to be incredibly competitive between those three teams. And then we can't count count out New England um, it would be asinine to say that you know they're just going to go from division right. champion and legacy and dynasty to you know four wins with Bill Belichick still at the helm. So I think the AFC East might be the most competitive division in football this year. I think
0: it very well could be, and so will the AFC North. There, you got three teams: Pittsburgh with that star defense, Big Ben coming back, uh, Cincinnati's got the first overall pick, Joe Burrow, and can't forget about the Baltimore Ravens. They've made a lot of good moves this offseason so far. So. I,
1: I'm not too... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think, obviously, the Ravens are still going to be good. You know, Lamar's still going to do what he does. Trading for Calais Campbell, big move. Signing Michael Brockers, very good. Offensively, though, they. I can't see a team who doesn't... We thought that Michael Vick was the greatest thing in the world. I mean, I guess that we can't say we did because we were, you know, six or seven at that time. But I can't see a team in this day and age who doesn't throw the ball. You know, I can't see them winning Super Bowl. And I'm still not going to worry about them being a Super Bowl contender because they can't do those things. Um, So I think that one, it's going to suck playing the Browns um, with Jack Conklin there. Now, I think that was a big pickup for them. Um, Joe Burrow, I think he's going to have a solid year. I think they'll get, you know, maybe five to seven wins depending on what they get around him. Um, But the only thing I'm really worried about right now um, is yeah, that the Browns getting, you know, Hooper and more protection for Baker Mayfield. They still need a little bit of help on the defense, but um the ravens secondary not that great i'm not too worried about it they had three interceptions of lamar last year they would have won um in pittsburgh if juju could hold on to a ball so you know I'll, i'm pretty okay with where the steelers are right now uh well we have still a whole off season to go here my friends. so that
0: we, have we lot do of fun things to do we got the draft we still technically have free agency, which doesn't start until Wednesday, so yeah. a lot of fun things to talk about, and we have a whole off-season to do, which is you and me, my friend. Um, so I think that pretty much wraps everything up here, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've got a solid hour in here with the first episode of Laces Out. Thank you again to Primetime for bringing us on and having us have another platform to talk about football. So shout-out to our guy Sam Gordon uh, for bringing us on. We had a nice, fun conversation with him um a few weeks ago getting everything set up so very much looking forward to doing this for a while and just continuing to expand in this industry and doing it together on laces out kurt it's been a lot of fun we're gonna have a lot more fun as the days go on
0: that we are my friend so for anybody that is uh still listening that made it through the hour-long episode we can't thank you enough uh tell your friends tell your family Tell your grandparents, tell your little baby cousin about us because uh, we got a lot of fun stuff planned for this offseason. So you can follow me along on Twitter, anything Bills, anything NFL, anything anything. Find me at Kurt, or at Kurt, K-U-R-T, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R, S S E R eighty eight. And uh, I will hit you with a follow-back, and we will have some fun. Jarrett, what do you got?
1: You can follow me on Twitter, Jarrett underscore Bailey4, and check out a bunch of my articles on Primetime right now. I've done quite a few of the signing reports in the past 24 hours, so been busy doing that. Uh, check me out on fan and I'll have another Steelers article coming out hopefully today um, on free agents that they can still make a move for that would help them out tremendously. So um, follow me Twitter, Jarrett underscore Bailey4. Check out my stuff on Fan Sided, Primetime Sports, uh, a lot of stuff going on. And you can check this podcast out on Primetime Sports as well. We are making a lot of moves there. And there's a lot of teams making a lot of moves, and they will continue to do that in the coming days. Kurt, this is a lot of fun, but I'm sure we're going to do this again here in a couple days.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, Follow us along on Twitter to find out when the next one is. And uh, thank you again, everybody. So enjoy your... Off season here stay healthy there wash your hands and uh have a good time i'll see you guys later
1: yes hopefully everybody again stay safe stay healthy try to stay home if you can and we'll get through this dilemma together um talking football one day at a time so again thank you for joining us we'll talk to you soon this laces out